Welcome to History of College Football Podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the college football history of the Washington Huskies. This program is simply, in one word, fun. Five national championships, two bitter rivals, one in-state, the other out-of-state, a legendary coach whose feats are unparalleled in the history of college football. Many legendary teams, ranging from 1910 to 1991, one socially significant loss, and one gorgeous mascot. Its first season was 1889. National championships for the Huskies, five. Four claimed, 1960, 1964, 1990, 1991. One unclaimed, 1910. Heisman Trophy winners, zero. Best coach. Gil Dobie from 1908 to 1916 went 58-0-3, and his winning percentage was 97.5. He had one national championship in 1910. Coach Dobie went undefeated for all nine years he coached at Washington, an unparalleled feat in the annals of college football. It is hard to give enough praise here. Now add to it the national championship and you have a legendary coach. But see, there is more. His defenses posted shutouts in 46 of the 61 games. This means he held three out of every four teams scoreless. But attention must be paid to Don James and Chris Peterson. Coach James coached for 18 years from 1975 to 1992. His Huskies compiled a 150-60-2 record for a 71.2% winning percentage. He had four of the claimed national championships and took the Huskies to six Rose Bowls. Coach Peterson coached from 2014 to 2019 and went 55 and 26, winning 67.9%. He took the Huskies to the number four ranking in 2016 and to the Rose Bowl in 2018. Most stunning win. Washington 28, Washington State 27, November 22, 1975. This was Coach James' first Apple Cup. Playing at home, the Huskies trailed the rival Cougars 27 to 14 with three minutes left. Washington State had a 4th and 1 at the Washington 14-yard line, but instead of putting away the game with a field goal, the Cougars went for it. Husky Al Burleson intercepted the Cougar pass and returned it 92 yards for a touchdown. On the next Husky possession, Husky quarterback Warren Moon, his pass was thrown into coverage and tipped. Robert Spider Gaines grabbed it for a 78-yard touchdown reception and a Husky victory. But attention must be paid to this game. Washington 44, Wisconsin 8, January 1st, 1960. Number 8 Washington met number 6 Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl following the 1959 season. Entering the game, the Pac-12 had lost 11 of the 12 previous meetings to the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl. The upset was a stark turning point, as the Pac-12 then won 21 of the next 28 against the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl. Most stunning loss, UCLA 57 Washington 14, November 1, 1969. Yes, UCLA was number 9, undefeated, 6-0-1. Yes, Washington was 0-6. But this one had social significance. The Husky African-American players boycotted the game, demanding that they receive better treatment. Best team, 1991 Washington Huskies 12-0. One can argue this was one of the greatest teams of all time. They began the season with a 42-7 win at Stanford and their closest game was 24-14, and that was with a 7th-ranked California team. The end of the season with a 34-14 Rose Bowl win over Michigan, culminating with Mario Bailey's Heisman pose 
After his touchdown, Desmond Howard, on the opposing team, made the iconic pose the game before. This team was never challenged throughout the season. The Husky offense scored over 50 points four times and over 30 points seven times. Their defense held seven of the nine opponents to seven points less with two shutouts. This amounts to the Huskies scoring 495 points and in turn holding the oppositions to 11.5. Quarterback Billy Joe Holbert and defensive tackle Steve Edmond led the team, and this was a team where 25 players were future NFL draft picks. But attention must be played to a few other teams. For the nine years Coach Dobie coached, he never lost a game, and if you look at the 1910 National Championship team, they went 6-0 and and only allowed one team to score as their closest call was a 12-8 defeat of Whitman. Now, his 1909 team went 7-0 and only allowed one team to score as well, and their closest call was a defeat of Oregon. All of the other teams, undefeated, mind you, allowed two or more teams to score. How is that for excellence when you use that type of criteria as a ranking system to separate Coach Doby's teams? Best player. There are many worthy candidates. Halfback George Wilson from 1923 to 1925. Grantland Rice placed him as one of the four best running backs before 1950. Well, this is good enough for us. This was a three-time All-American, and his jersey number was retired. He was versatile. He ran, passed, caught passes, punted, and played linebacker, and then for good measure was the team leader as he was selected as the team's most inspirational player. Quarterback Sonny Sixkiller played from 1970 to 1972. He led the Huskies to 6-4, 8-3, and 8-3 and and records. In 1970, he threw for 2,303 yards. In 1971, he threw for 2,068 yards. In 1972, he did miss four games and threw for 1,125 yards. When he left the Huskies, he owned 15 school records. Warren Moon, in his senior year, led the Huskies to a Pac-8 title in a Rose Bowl win over Michigan 27-20. That season, he threw for 1,772 yards and 12 touchdowns. Napoleon Kaufman, who played from 1991 to 1994, when he left the Huskies, he had three 1,000-yard seasons, and his 4,106 career yards was a school record at the time. He had four 200-yard games. Mark Brunel, well, he was the most valuable player of the 1990 Rose Bowl but an injury forced him off the field during the 1991 championship season. We give our nod to a player on that team, defensive tackle Steve Entman. He has the hardware, Outland Trophy, Lombardi Trophy, UPI Lineman of the Year, and finished fourth in the Heisman. He had 20.5 tackles for a loss. He spearheaded a defense that won the national championship. Rival, there were two, one in-state and one out-of-state the in-state rival, the Washington State Cougars. The Apple Cup between the Washington Huskies and the Washington State Cougars began with a 5-5 tie. The small-town Cougars and the big-town Huskies are polar opposites in demographics. This is one reason why you have such an intense rivalry. Consider the 1972 Apple Cup. The Huskies were heavily favored to win, but lost 27-0. Husky quarterback Sonny Sixkiller was sacked six times. The Huskies had six fumbles and threw three interceptions. Cougar Gary Lawson sacked the University of Washington quarterback Sixkiller and then invoked to what appeared to be a war dance over Sixkiller, who was a Cherokee Indian. Sixkiller threw the ball at Lawson and then flipped a finger at him. Gary Lawson maintains it was not a war dance, he just ran in place. In 1981, the Huskies and Cougars met for a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. 
Washington won 23 to 10. And then in 1982, the year next, Washington State beat Washington 24 to 20 to keep the Huskies from the Rose Bowl. The Snow Bowl game in 1992 culminated with a Washington State Bledsoe to Bowl Bowl touchdown. Then in 2018, the Snow Bowl was played in a whiteout, and Washington kept Washington State from the Rose Bowl. The Oregon Ducks are the out-of-state rivalry. Now this series is just plain fun if you're interested in the unusual. In 1908 at Oregon, the field was covered with six inches of sawdust. The rumor was it was placed there to slow the Huskies down. Washington won 15 to nothing. In 1909, the Huskies twice used the flea flicker. Three passes on a play for scoring touchdowns as the Huskies won 20-6. In 1962, Oregon's Larry Hill was actually tackled by Washington fans in the end zone as he was trying to make a catch. Like I said, fun. Hullabaloo. In 1994, Napoleon Kaufman had a 79-yard run, and it was not for a touchdown. Mascot. The gorgeous Siberian Husky. The first was Frosty 1 in 1922. Then there was Frosty 2, Denali, King Chinook, and on and on until Dub 2. Yes, there was a Dub 1. Tradition, the air raid siren. Irritating to opponents, music to the ears of Husky fans. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode. (laughs) 